Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. All right. Pets Pari, that's right, the variety pack, the grab bag, the potpourri of our weekly podcast coming at you here on Six Rings. Uh, and Andy, I know you wanted to begin with a conversation you had, oh yeah, with a Patriots legend, a certified, bonafide, surefire Patriots Hall of Famer, hopefully one day actual NFL Hall of Famer, a little conversation you had with Matthew Slater on the Mud at Night program and something he said about this team that gives you, I would say, confidence or heart, but um, put a little, I don't know, how would you describe how you felt after you spoke with Slater as it pertains to this edition of the Patriots? Intrigued by something he uh-huh. said. First of all, no disrespect to the Greg Hill show, Gresham Keefe, or Merloni Forio, Fourier and Mega, Forio. but Forio. Forio. Yep, I would like the Ital- Forio. Uh, Forio, the Italian. He's, he's yeah, exactly. Could he be an Italian magician? Could he work for Pro Football Talk and be a former player? Who knows? Forio. Plus, I have to get up at one in the morning to do his uh, marathon radio experience, so I can call him whatever the f I please this yeah, week. That's gonna um, be fun. But I do Probably. believe that Matthew Slater is the best interview on our station when he talks to Mutt and I every Monday night. Uh, he's just. You can ask him anything. I think he gives you relatively honest answers, certain topics that others would, I think, just stiff arm or in the case of Mac Jones, not answer at all. Um, Mm -hmm. Matthew Slater gives answers. So this week I asked him first about whether he thinks team chemistry matters and whether it's, you know, does team chemistry just come when you're good, when you win games? Okay, now we all get along and we're all winning cures, all that kind of thing. Or can team chemistry come first and lead to winning? And he he said, you know, that's a great question. He's been through these teams 15 times here in New England. Um, it's sort of a chicken or the egg thing, but he does believe team chemistry matters. He said, looking back on some of the great teams we've had, successful teams, he thinks chemistry put them over the top in certain situations. And we know this team has played a lot of close, tight games over the years where a couple plays, couple feelings, whatever would have mattered. So then I said, well, the obvious follow-up, in November, I don't want to retroactively know team, team chemistry. Does this team have good chemistry? And he said, excellent team chemistry. 
He enjoys this team as much as any he has been on in New England. He loves the mix of, as he termed it, old crotchety guys like himself, Mm -hmm. young energetic guys. He brought up Brendan Schooler saying kid comes in with energy every day, smile on his face, energy every day. And we know there's a bunch of those guys, not all of them young. I think Matt Judon plays a high energy guy. High Kendrick energy. Bourne is one we've known to be a high energy guy. Used to be until they sucked the energy out of him. I, there's still like that joy can be that joy can be tapped into. So like, my question to you is, yeah, do you believe that the positive? Because I believe Matthew Slater. If he tells me this team mm-hmm. has great team chemistry, I believe him. I think we've also observed it. The example I would give, I don't know if you've noticed this. Um, no, 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 you're awesome. No, 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 you're awesome. Pointing back and forth between the coverage and the pass rush in recent weeks. It's like anytime you ask Devin McCourty why he had two picks, well, because the pass rush was awesome. Anytime right. you ask Matt Judon or those guys, Josh Uche, why'd you guys have multiple sacks? Well, because the coverage was awesome. So I think great chemistry and and sort of camaraderie on the defense. The offense is probably a work in progress, but again, they're scuffling, so it's understandable. But do you believe this team has great chemistry. And do you believe that that chemistry could steal a win or two over the second half of the season? As they like to say, uh, when rooting on the United States men's national soccer team, who will be kicking off in just a couple of days in the 2022 World Cup from Qatar, halfway around the world, game one next Monday at two o'clock against Wales. Cannot wait. I believe they're playing Wales. They're playing Wales. How do whales kick the ball with no feet? I see. I <laughs> Never again do I want to hear about my bad or my dad jokes on this podcast or any other broadcast forum we partake in. Oh, look at you. Now you're even doing like the drawstring mustache to try to look adorable for the watching audience, the viewing audience now. Shame on you. Uh, I believe that we will win. Yes, I do believe the Patriots could actually use chemistry. I won't just say like good vibes only, bro, or hashtag good vibes. They're just high. we got to win. That's not that's not going to work. But do I believe that this team does have good chemistry, does like each other? Yes. And the reason being, two things. Number one, Belichick kept a couple of these high-priced veteran guys who may not have the same impact on the field that they used to for a hmm. reason. And it's so that they could be an extension of himself and the previous success they've had. So that Slater's, unfortunately, James White had to retire, made his way into the media. We'll get to media in just a minute. But – uh, Devin McCourty, D-Max obviously lost his step. You know, if push came to shove, he'd probably tell you he has as well. Uh, interesting you bring that up because I just got off a of Zoom about an uh-huh. hour ago with Brian Belichick, the safeties coach. Yep. And somebody asked him, has D-Max lost a step, but maybe like his head and his smarts and his experience allows him to make up for that? And he was like, no, I don't think he's lost anything. And I was like, wow. Okay, well, that's Belichick- what he's... Does that's he not watch the games? Yeah. Does he not watch just, the games? That's just like boring. Slater is going to tell you, like, do you think this team has good chemistry? Nah, man, we don't get along at all. Are you we saying he's lying game. to me? No, but he's telling you what he's supposed to tell you. But that said, I agree with it because of the veteran leadership You're provided. And if you look at this team, uh, this team doesn't seem to have, like, it seems like a lot of high character guys. Yeah. It and really clicks. does. I don't feel like clicky either. No, it doesn't feel clicky. I don't feel like there's a lot of like the, the a-hole factor is pretty low on this team. It's or it seems so it seems from locker room to the stands to the podium and beyond. Like this seems like a likable team. And the most frustrating aspect of it is I think this team would be incredibly likable if they could just score some more damn touchdowns. Well, yes. And and he acknowledged that like winning covers up a lot. 
whether it's inside your team, whatever. If you win, it can cover a lot of uh, sins, I believe he called mm-hmm. them, which I found interesting since he's a uh, you know heavily religious Bible man, calling them sins, but sure. winning. And, and yes, that, but I also think that if you can marry up a team that legitimately has good chemistry, likes each other, I don't know if they love their coaches. That can be a different topic for a different day. But team chemistry within the locker room. I bet the defense loves their coaches. So so who doesn't love? That's weird. Who are you pointing at? Uh, uh, but I do think you can get it, team chemistry married with like a win could mm-hmm. snowball, could build more momentum than maybe a team that gets a win but still doesn't really love each other. Like, let's, let's look at Seattle. Like, all these things that have come out about Russell Wilson since he right. left. Um, the like, me first when you don't have to give credit uh, for a victory to one person in particular. Yeah, yeah. Like now I'm starting to say now I know why maybe they didn't win of late at the end of the Russell Wilson era, because seemingly everybody hated Russell Wilson and he didn't necessarily fit in with that locker room. This is and the they locker. clawed and scratched their way back into that game Sunday in Munich and made it a ball game all the way down to the to the bitter end, which was great as as a viewer. Um, I, I, I thought it was great. And I give Seattle a chance to make a little, to make the postseason and make some noise in the NFC. So chemistry with that. It does. And let's, Andy, let's go back to the spring too. When we saw Mac Jones having these unscheduled workouts with down in Tampa or on the West coast with like little Jordan Humphrey, JJ Taylor, Devonte Parker, Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar, like these Boy, guys those paid off. These, <laughs> no, they haven't. but you will, but you you have to give them credit for like a doing that. How they say money in the bank bills big on like you're putting money in the bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, I think uh, that was money in FTX. Those yeah, that was workouts. that was sadly well, that gone. was that was uh, that was gridiron crypto. That is long gone. Do, don't don't check that account anytime soon. Nope. But they did try to make emotional invest when Bill talks about putting money in the bank. Those were emotional yeah. investments in this team, and it's paying off in that regard. Obviously, that becomes one of the critical questions of the second half of the 2022 season. Can they make those investments count? Can they cash them in? Mm. And will chemistry add it into the time they spent trying to reconfigure the offense? Or are they bankrupt? Exactly. Just like you and I both are on the inside. Speaking of the media, where we lost James White to this past season, thanks to that unfortunate hip injury he suffered in 2021. Oh, but that Saints game, what a pain it was. Uh Devin McCourty, old D-Mac, was a special guest on CBS NFL Today last weekend. And much like his brother, J-Mac, who has made a seamless transition to the number four seat, taken over for Nate Burleson on Good Morning Football, Devin McCourty, to no one's surprise, excellent, excellent on CBS this past weekend. Forthcoming, articulate. Uh, good looking, uh, artic- I mean, he's an, a little he's too an artic- well-spoken when he spoke about the fact that, you know, something that should not shock anyone that Brian Dayball is likable, more likable than Joe judge. And then he had to back that up a little back that. Uh, yeah. He kind of had to like, <laughs> but it's that's the, okay. uh, I call it the requalification. Like, what did you mean by that? Allow me to, uh, requalify gentlemen. Uh, yeah. Devin McCourty was, was great. Uh, I'd asked him that previously in conversation. Like, are you going to follow in your brother's footsteps? Do you have media? He's like, absolutely. Like, it's an it's a no-brainer slam dunk. Who knows whether he and his brother will work together, if he'll be on a different network. But nope, he's a together. He's, I got them packaged in one show. Yeah. The NFL and if I'm their agent, if yep. they're, on, they're on a show together. They have their own show together. They become a bankable football media franchise. They open clinics. In fact, hell, I'll even say they may make more money than their playing careers or be more successful even with all those rings included, 
in their post-playing career. Well, I also think they could be they could follow the uh, Michael Strahan route, and uh, who's the other guy that did it recently? Jump from Good Morning Football. Nate Burleson. Nate, Nate Burleson. He's on CBS. CBS this morning. I, yeah. I could see them going the the like morning show route down the road because they are so um, philanthropically driven, mm-hmm. politically, social justice, so well spoken. Like they're very varied in the, They're not just you know dumb jocks with pretty face put on TV. Right. Football um, sound. Yeah, no, I think they could even branch out. And now that's probably five years into their career, their post-playing career, five, ten years into their media career. Um, But, yeah, I think they could be really good. But that got us to thinking, who else on the current Patriots roster could be earmarked for a media career? Because we all know a lot of ex-Patriots go into the media with Ninkovich and Brewski and McGinnis and all James White, Stephen Gostowski's doing games on the radio, like – they all seem to at least try it and get an opportunity to try it. Who you got? Who who else besides DMAC, who is obvious, would would be uh would be a good media personality potentially? Matthew Judon is an absolute media sweetheart in waiting and a total slam dunk. And it's not because he'll provide the best analysis. It's not because he may have the most beautiful football mind or be somebody who steps right out of the pages of uh the Oxford Dictionary, to deliver his football speak. He just has an energy about him, I think, that is charismatic and contagious. And I think the same way uh, Randy Moss, who was, everyone would tell you, was sneaky smart behind the scenes and one of the smartest football players people had encountered. I think Matthew Judon's energy, the same way Randy Moss is really fun to watch on the ESPN NFL countdown shows, Matthew Judon has a contagious way about him that will make me tune into watching him on a football program. Now, I hope he sticks around and finishes his career, his career with the Patriots so that it's not, you know, Judon from the Ravens, the Patriots, and the Lions or the Seahawks or whatever. I hope he finishes his career with the Patriots, but he's the first one to me who jumps right off the field and right behind the broadcast booth. Yeah, I think he makes a lot of sense. Um, and you're right, not necessarily the most uh, polished or perfectly well-spoken, mm-hmm. but – just a genuine joy, joy of football energy that I think he would bring in a good perspective. And obviously, you know, coming from two teams that have been um, the most stable organizations, I think, mm-hmm. and his perspective of working his way up, not a first round pick, but the where he comes from as a special teamer, then a great pass rusher, then a great Patriot, like maybe a defensive player of the year to, to end that sort of progression. Um we talk about Slater. I actually, we, we talked to Slater about this. He doesn't seem overly interested in going that route, either the coaching route or the media route. He actually, and uh, you getting into fights with flag football referees will appreciate this. He is maybe interested in going more into like youth and high school coaching and, and affecting Love young that. men. Uh, and yes, because he's, he's family, faith, and football. He'd be so good at it, and you can be so impactful in that whatever you want to say, 10 to 20 age range there that he might be, mm-hmm. um, you know, affecting young men. So oh, I think you've got to lay that foundation, Andy. You you know, this as being a coach. I've told you off air about some run-ins I had with some coaches who I believe do it the wrong way on the youth level, yep. especially at an early age. Like this is when you have a chance to mold young minds and mold young souls and teach them the right way to do things, even in something that can be as violent and co- conflict-laden as football there's still, it's still okay to be aggressive. Like there's the great example is like Matthew Slater who loves getting a 50 yard head start and layeth the smacketh down on people. And then just being 
the best guy you ever met or Logan Mankins, who might be like the definition of like country gentleman, country strong, and then just found a way to just like turn on this a-hole thing and just was like the nastiest thing a football field done ever seen and then turn it off and go right back to being a proper fella. Um, other guys that I would say, you know, David Andrews to me in his role as a captain in mm -hmm. his role, he actually talked a little bit lately about how he watches football so differently now on an analytical level after playing for Belichick that he can mm -hmm. never turn off even when it's like a bye weekend or just like watching a college game, the way he analyzes the game. Mm -hmm. And I think offensive linemen are an underrepresented group at times in the media. You well, know, Joe Thomas is taking off right now on NFL. He is what he now Jeff Saturday got the win. And so yep. everyone had a little egg on their face late Sunday night. And we'll as much that was as much like putting Matt Ryan back in and not playing coaching up like a bunch of idiots and actually doing the right thing on that team as it was the unmitigated raging tire fire that is Josh McDaniels Raiders right now. But Joe Thomas's evisceration of the process by which Jeff Saturday was hired was maybe the clip of the week last week as Joe Thomas joined the Good Morning Football crew over in Munich, Germany. He's excellent. Excellent. And I think offensive linemen, first of all, they work harder than most people uh, understand. They know mm -hmm. more about the game than most people understand. They The, the intricacies of the offensive line and how they have to know everything. They have everything. to know everything. So I, I think he could be good. I think Hunter Henry could probably be good. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we, we tend to, with Patriots players, we tend to think their personalities and their speaking ability is what they are in interviews. And we know mm -hmm. that's not a lot of them because they are, they're under Bill's umbrella and they're saying it or not saying it the way they think he wants them to handle it. Mm -hmm. um, so I think Hunter Henry, uh, and, and we always talk about it with Christian, like, oh, yep. tight ends. They know everything too. The running game, the blocking, that's why the Nick Haley was supposed to be the damn next. Okay, I'm not going to get we'd into be it. Be in a better I got, place. I potentially so, and we'll see about next year. I got one other one though. I think I think Lawrence Guy. Ooh yeah, I, because he does a good job every week on the midday show, and he's been on there for a while. But he's he's engaged. He's a he's got a pleasant what for somebody who is just like a giant wrecking ball of a human being just an oversized mauler and marauder. He's been around a long time. He's sneaky smart about his football. He has a breadth of knowledge about life outside of football, including his Absolutely. love of pop culture that I think might make him like, I could see Andrew, I could see Lawrence guy sitting in like the Andrew Whitworth spot or something like that on Amazon, just providing a little analysis from the defensive side of the ball. Uh, I'm not telling you that he's going to be sitting there on the Fox set or the CBS set anytime soon, but on a cable network or a streaming package where they're going to be talking football. Yes. I said streaming package. I get you streaming package. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, cause that's what the other thing is. I think we think traditionally of like, you either have to be on a network pregame show mm -hmm. or you have to be a color commentator. There are a lot more jobs now, pregame shows, postgame shows, mm -hmm. as you said, streaming, and maybe they're looking for, Akib Talib, before other things happened, they were going in a different direction in terms of, of color commentators. Like, you didn't have to be perfectly well-spoken like a quarterback and diagnose the play. It was that's, okay. a, that's a good point, Andy, because on this play, as you see here, like, no, like, nope. take us like take us into your mind how you would react live, raw, and real on the field. Right. I think fans appreciate swear. that. Exactly. Don't, don't swear. And, or even Peyton Manning and, and Art, uh, Eli Manning. I almost said Archie. Don't know why. Uh, 
because I don't even know who Archie. That would be a very different. That would be a very different, much more um, laid back and laconic Manning cast. Yes, more personality, more inside football, more. You don't have to tell me the perfectly well spoken way to describe this play. Just tell me, hell, John Madden, right? When it works, it works. And sometimes just saying boom right here was like, oh, that nailed it. That's what I don't know why we pay you millions to yell boom, but we do. And people love it and they eat Mm -hmm. it up so Um, much so that that's all I think of. Anytime I ever have to go buy like um, athletes foot spray, I always buy Tenactin. They're not tough actin, Tenactin. Boom. Tough. It's still stuck in my head because of John Madden. And that's, of course, why you drink Miller Lite. And uh, well, no, I like I just like Miller Lite. You could have um, just said yes. That's fine. Sure, but I, I also the flip is true. Like sometimes you think, um, what's his name? The tight end from the Cowboys. Like, oh, he's going to make perfect sense in the media. He's going to be so good. Jason Witten, the guy Jason who all, the guy who looked like uh, the guy who looked like an adult it's, stuffed into his not, junior high prom suit uh, every episode next looks. to Tessator. It's not all about it's just like looks. he didn't have to wear something where it's like. Yeah, I'm just stuffed into this. Like he was terrible. I thought we were past that day and age where it was all about looks on TV. Okay, I apologize, but no, he's a good-looking guy. He wore a size oh. shirt three sizes too small. Um, but everybody thought he was going to be a home run slam dunk. He'll be oh. good at it, and he was terrible. And they had to run him out of the booth. And so I do think some of it is natural personality, and and so it'll be interesting to see how many of these current Patriots go down that road. And is there uh, my last question, and we can wrap it up. Uh, Who's the next, just league-wide, I'm just curious because I so very much enjoy the broadcast, the appearances, the program, the persona, everything, the shtick that Pat McAfee has brought to broadcasting overall. Mm-hmm. I, I think his performance last week on College Game Day, electrifying. It makes me want to see one of these shows, you know, as much as you love Boomer and uh bill cower and phil sims and james brown sitting in their comfortable new york studio this makes me want to see a new show with a younger lead broadcaster and matthew judon and so and so and dmac take the show on the road like if the nfl would just like take the restrictor plates and the safety net off their morning shows and bring it live on the road every week and give fans a chance to enact and engage with them on a regular basis that show would rocket to number one and be so more entertaining. And guys like Pat McAfee bring an unpredictability and electricity and analysis to football programming that we need more of. Andy, is there anyone else out there like him? Well, I, I would say two guys that are currently doing it. And the problem is what you're describing is great right up until they pull the plug on it because you offended someone or you stepped in it. You said this, whatever. But. The Kelsey brothers, and I don't—I forget the name of their podcast. Dude, you're absolutely right. That they're the whatever the Kelsey like t- twin attack or yeah, love like- it, love it. And they have such. First of all, they're awesome. They're two mm-hmm. All Pro caliber, future Hall yep. of Fame type players. So they yep. bring that that credibility to yep. it. But they have great personalities. They have a great brother. Dine. You know what? As as we talk this out, you know oh what my I'm God. thinking. You're, pa- you're an eight, you're a Kelsey's. super agent now. We're packaging the Kelsey's and the McCordy's together. Oh my god, it would be so good! It would be so effing good. Right it's called New Heights, by the way. New Heights is the name of their podcast. Yeah, because everybody was mad because you know on New Heights they said you know cornerback is so hard they don't even let white guys play it anymore. Which, yeah, w- which part did you isn't true there? Because yeah, I know. Show me all the white corners that Just are roaming around the NFL. Um, and it is hard. It's the hardest position. So those two. With the McCordys, because the McCordys, um, 
have sneaky personality. Sometimes mm-hmm. they squash it, but I think if they got in an environment where they got comfortable with the likes of the Kelseys and hell, mm-hmm. make Pat McAfee like the uh, the already experienced media guy as the the mediator, like that. Oh, the referee between yeah. the two of them. Yeah, make that the five person panel. Oh my God, I think that would be football loving gold. You absolutely are probably not even going to make it to the next podcast. A network executive in the making. You'll be scooped up by one of the BCS streamers and dot coms. I've always said, and I'm a, I'm an idea man. I have lots of ideas. It's the following through with them that's a problem. Andy's got an eye for talent, and you have an ear for quality, listener. Thank you once again for tuning into the Six Rings and Football Things podcast. If you enjoyed today's program, stick around. Come back. We got a mailbag podcast this week. We're also going to have our preview of the Jets and the Patriots. We'll have someone from the enemy market join us. Andy will have somebody from the Patriots beat, likely our pal Andrew Callahan from the Boston Herald. We'll give you our previous predictions, statisticals, and so much more as well. Tell your friends, rate, review, subscribe if you get a chance. We appreciate you swinging by. That'll wrap it up for this one. Brought to you by WEI Odyssey and 2400 Sports. We'll talk to you soon. As always, good luck, God bless. And go Pats. Hi, Bruins fans. Looking for more coverage of your favorite hockey team? Follow the Skate Pod hosted by Scott McLaughlin, Brian DeFelice, and me, Bridget Prue. Get your Bruins coverage from WEI's team of Bruins writers. We're the people who are at the games and talk to the players every week. For analysis of every Bruins game and exclusive interviews with the players, listen to the Skate Pod on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.